Welcome to episode 30 of The Green Room. Uh, I'm here with my colleague Nick. Hi Nick, how are you? Hi James, I am very well, thank you. Good, good. And we've also got Harry again. Hello. Despite promises pre-Christmas, she'd come on screen, she's thus far refusing. Well listen, it's not Christmas yet, so uh, there's plenty <laughs> of time James, plenty right? of time. Whatever, yeah. I'm, I'm going for it. Yeah, oh, nice jumper, by the way. Thanks very much, thanks very much. It's Tis. weird we're filming this in July. Yes, yes. No, we're not. No, no, no. Um, so it's current. It's all current. Yeah. We're, we're a couple of days before the election. Uh, we. Uh, Can I just say how the public have got election fatigue? Oh, God, I have. I mean, I, I think everyone has. Yeah. So Harry, are you fatigued? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm even uh, bored of our office chats about the politics. I surrender. I have to say, they last for about two minutes and then we. Don't talk and about then we all the next want to cry and week. stop talking about it. Yeah. Um, so previously, last couple of episodes, we have actually focused on on politics and, and their sort of various agendas. Um, and so today we're going to bring it back, <coughs> bring it back to the home. Can I just say, because we're at episode thirty, you say episode thirty? Yeah, I don't know if we are, but I think we're. Roughly we're on episode thirty. Yeah. So it's uh, apparently if uh, ever thirty pops into your head, there's been a divine intervention. So you should, you Where do you find this? Um, I don't know. Just so you, it just popped into my head. Should number we put thirty. A blog about it there's been a di- di- there's been a divine inter- intervention, James. Next marvelous what, what, what what is the divine? <laughs> Let's leave it. Let's leave it. But that's just that's, think. You know, thirty ever pops into your head. Just mm-hmm. think. You know. Good. Good. So what? <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do today uh, is move. As I say, we're going to move folks back to home, mm-hmm. and we're going to look at energy guzzlers. In the home. Uh, so right now, obviously, people's energy bills are quite high, uh, namely because they've got heating on, or typically they've got heating on. Um, but uh, to help you try and save a bit of cash at home, we're going to identify the, the what are they called, energy vampires? What was that term we had ages ago? Yeah, definitely. Energy vampires. They like throwing that one around. Energy vampires. Articles. Basically, yeah. something that uses lots of electricity to run. Because it's, um, I get it. And I get most it. of them are relatively common sense. Uh, there's a bit of maths involved, which Nick is going to do. Before we get into the maths, before we get into anything, James, first of all, how can people learn and watch our podcasts? Well, not learn, but follow, they listen. Learn. Learn. Le- We're teachers. Listen, listen, watch, <laughs> follow. If, if How can I do like, it? If they'd like to listen to our podcast, they can go onto the Green Age website. On the top right-hand side, there is a button that says podcast, and it gives you all the different mediums in which you can listen. So uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, where we're hosted. TuneIn Radio. TuneIn Radio. Um, and so you can download podcasts from there, essentially. If you just search for The Green Room or The Green Age on any of those uh, mediums, um, then you will be able to find us. If you'd like to watch us, and I've just moved the microphone down so you can see more of my face, I can tell by how I need to, um, you can watch us on YouTube because we upload everything. Uh, last week we had a little bit of problem with video editing, uh, so the sound, I don't think it was great quality, so apologies. Um, but hopefully this week it's back to normal. Um, so that's, that's how you listen to us, Nick. Excellent. Right, give Very me... Good. The the worst uh, energy vampire. What we're going to call these things? I mean, you're the talent. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it's very kind. 
the ho- household season. electricity uh, appliance guzzlers, yeah? Uh, let's energy guzzlers. Energy guzzlers. So what is your worst performing energy guzzler? Immersion heater. Immersion heater. It's not much of a surprise, really, because I would have thought it would be right up there. So basically, um, f- you've, you'll find them in your um, airing cupboards. And they're essentially there to top up your um, hot water tank. So you might have uh, gas central heating. So gas gas central heating might be the primary use of your um, uh, hot water tank. But then say, I don't know, in, I guess, all, all, all times of the world, if you, if you leave that immersion button switched on, uh, it will actually take electricity and try and heat that water uh, and not use the gas, which is a lot cheaper. So uh, typical ones are rated about three kilowatts. Mm-hmm. So that's 3,000 watts. Who invented the watt? What watt? His name, was, his name was Mr. Watt. Mr. Watt, okay. Which I mean makes sense, right? I mean, yes. He's from Scotland. I don't know his first name. Anyway. So... James, weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, so the immersion heater is a bad one. It's... Well, people... Think... People... Um, it's not just used as top-up, though. I think that's worth mentioning. So if you have electricity in your home... Yes. Quite often have immersion elements on your um, on your hot water tank. Yeah. Because sorry, if you only have electricity at home and you don't have gas, because if you want to make hot water, the immersion element in your hot water tank is pretty much the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the slight difference there is typically if you're heating your home with electricity, you're normally on economy seven, so you have two immersion elements going into your hot water tank and your hot water tank is it's basically like a big kettle this immersion element and that's why it's it's because of its volume and and, and the volume of water that it holds it, it needs to be fairly sizable hence why the rating is fairly high we'd yeah. say so yeah you need to, you need to put a lot of energy in um the uh the reason when you have two immersions is because one of them is connected to your cheaper tariff and one is connected to the more expensive tariff so typically you would heat that water at night, so you're paying sort of six and a half, seven p per kilowatt hour of electricity. But if I were to use my immersion heater right. for one hour, so a three kilowatt rated immersion heater for one hour, mm-hmm. how much would it cost me? Forty five p. And how do I? Do we need to explain how you work that out? No, let's do it. Yeah. So, all right. I've just can I just say, I've just switched my energy tariffs. Right. But one thing, I, so whilst I got a reasonably good rate for the gas, I managed to save some money on gas. I think I got it for about 20% cheaper. Mm-hmm. Very good. I couldn't really do too much on the electricity, to be honest. So electricity remained flat around the 15 pence mark. You can't so, steal it from a neighbour. No, 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 no. <laughs> can't do those things. <laughs> you could not look guilty at <laughs> <laughs> um, So on the... Well, so it's 15p, mm-hmm. you'd say, is, is roughly what is, is kind of the market rate. So what you, what you would then do is, because it's rated at 3 kilowatt, kilowatts, uh, basically it costs, if it was 1 kilowatt, it would co- running for one hour, it would cost 15 pence to run. Because it's 3, you multiply by 3, so that gives you 45 pence. Yeah, perfect. And that's yeah, it. Then quite nice, neat mm-hmm. You must have done finance in a previous life. Anyway, um, so the one, the one, we're just going to jump around here and give you some examples. But that's that's um, so, so. Imagine you accidentally leave it and it's working for twenty four hours, which yeah. you know, in theory it shouldn't, because I mean there should be like an automatic 
switch off setting on, on the thermostat. So the thermostat should regulate it. But say, you know, it, it just kind of comes on and off over a 24-hour period and, you know, it might work for 10 hours, mm-hmm. say. That's, that's a hell of a lot. Well, I think, I think one of the uh, issues is that family members find out where the immersion switch is in the house. Yes. So basically, they're sat running the bath and the water eventually starts going cold. I.e. your hot water tank hasn't got any hot water in it. So instead of waiting for the boiler to fire up and produce hot water, because boilers typically come in and produce hot water a couple of hours during the day, mm-hmm. they bas- you walk down to, to your uh, airing cupboard and you flick the switch. And in theory, well, not in theory, but your immersion goes on and it starts heating the water straight away. So 15 yep. minutes later, you can actually draw hot water again, right? Then they forget to turn that switch off. And when we used to go and do energy surveys, the amount of people that we'd see who had immersion switches turned on but had absolutely no idea what they were is actually mind-boggling. So if you've got a combi boiler, you're never going to have this issue. This is only people who have hot water tanks in their house. If you just have um, electricity and you've got uh, like storage heaters in your house, um, and you're on economy seven, where the electricity during the night is more like six and a half, seven p, then obviously a three kilowatt rated immersion running at night is going to cost more like eighteen p as opposed to the forty five p you were talking about mm. just then, right? So it's a lot cheaper to heat your hot water. Um, so there's some time. so there's some clever ways you can offset it, as you said there. So being on, on having economy seven nine or ten i suppose you know one day when we move into full um time of use tariffs, time of use tariffs mm-hmm. that's going to help so then it will make sense to heat it when it's electricity is cheap namely which is at night because the demand for electricity is cheap at night because we've yeah. got all this excess but there's there's a couple of other ways more expensive ways and not everyone necessarily goes down those routes you can have solar thermal for instance so that doesn't use any well, we just use the power of the sun to mm-hmm. heat the um, the vacuum tubes and then that feeds into a special immersion tank mm-hmm. or a hot tank. Um, the other way to, to do it is if you've actually got a legitimate solar, um, so a solar PV that's producing electricity, uh, you can get one of those diverter kits. Yeah. So when it's when excess is being produced, i.e., you know, you've got your fridges and your, I don't know, standby appliances and stuff and it's producing more than they can handle you can then divert some of that excess onto your immersion tank and then obviously not use gas or electricity and just use the Which is power of the sun really nice work today. yeah and they and if you do have solar panels it's definitely definitely worth and you have a whole water tank it's definitely worth looking at a solar pv optimizer they're sometimes called solar diverters as you say mm-hmm. but as you say they're taking the electricity that you would normally export back to the grid and then you're not exporting any, you're using all of that electricity in your house. Uh, and the reason for doing so is all due to feed-in tariffs, um, the government payments for having solar. You get paid as if you're exporting um, 50% of the energy you produce anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's irrelevant if you export zero or 100%, really. So, so in summary, if you're on gas, try not to use it. If you are on electricity, try and optimise it. Yeah, try and optimise it. And if you just have electricity in your house and you have a hot water tank, make sure the immersion that you have switched on is the one that is being... Because you'll have two immersions going to a water tank. It needs to be the one that you're on the off-peak tariff. 
you need to basically put a sticker say only using emergencies on the on you know the full the full price because otherwise you'll be paying sort of 18 19 p mm-hmm. per unit. And you know it's useful Expensive. what you've said there it's useful to to do that to put that label on just because people forget right moving on electric showers so this is a this is a weird one um electric showers everyone assumes are going to be really uh, efficient um the reason being is you know you don't have to turn the gas boiler on and get the you know, get it all fired up and you don't need to produce loads of water, you're producing just enough water for the length of your shower. The issue is, for an electric shower to spit out enough hot water, it needs to be, It's they're really highly rated. So we're talking 7 to 10 kilowatts rating on these things. And so what's happening there? It's coming from the mains, cold, yeah, yeah up to the electric shower unit just I mean, before it comes. electric shower unit and then it has to heat it before it comes out. And the more, the quicker the rate it's going in, the higher the mm-hmm. um, rating Power of up. your shower, mm. you know, needs to be. So you're more like 10 kilowatts. Yeah. And so if you like a long shower and you have a, an electric shower in your house, you are talking, what, pound 50 um, per hour, mm-hmm. um, which is expensive, I'd say. I mean, it's unlikely you're going to be in the shower for an hour. Don't get me wrong. But even 15 minutes... 37 and a half pence. It's, uh, it's an expensive one. Yeah. And over the course of a year... 365 showers. That's times times 40. That's decent numbers, that is. Don't know what the numbers are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have we got? Uh, it's about 100. And then times 365... Mm-hmm. This is assuming a fifteen minute shower, yeah. So it's yeah. one hundred and fifty quid on showers yeah. per year. That's for one person. Quid. That's for one person. Yeah. So you know, if you, yeah, as you said, you've got multiple people living in the house all using an electric shower. They're really, really expensive. In terms of using less electricity, obviously the only way really is to have shorter showers. Thirty seconds. Um, in and out. A, um, a lower um, flow um. rate. So you can get lower flow rate shower heads. Uh-huh. And what some of them do is they throw air into the mix. So they try and aerate the water that's hitting your head. And they try and basically give the... Um, you get the feeling there's, there's a higher flow rate. But, but if, you had less, if you had less water going through the electric shower mechanism, mm-hmm. so the slower flow rate, then surely there would be... Yeah, the heating element wouldn't have to work as hard and it would be yes but you've got efficient. less water coming out of the shower head yeah so you've got a worse shower but I mean it's not just about the length of the shower surely it's about the quality <laughs> yeah no granted but no one, <coughs> like, no one likes a crap shower but still even even at the lower end of quality showers it's still very expensive yeah and it's a, but that's one that really takes people as price everyone assumes that electric showers you know just efficient blah blah efficient. but they're they're about the biggest energy guzzlers that we come across. So, so if your mains is, if you've got a good mains pressure and you've got a combi boiler, I'd probably say that's that's one of the best ways. Yeah. Because one, you've got a cheap energy source heating mm-hmm. it, and secondly, good pressure and, and you know the quality of the shower is, is relatively good. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, however, if you've got to install a combi boiler from scratch... Expensive costs. Can I just say, combi boys, as we've said in the previous episodes, they're not right for all types of properties. So while they're good in flats and, and small properties, they're not necessarily good where you've got um, lots of people using hot water at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
multiple bedrooms, etc. Uh, so yeah, that they, they can you know you might be stuck in terms of you know having the choice the type of heating system that you you can actually have. So we've got um, I've got another one now. Uh, so the next one that is I, I guess people would expect it to be high, but tumble dryers. So our one uh, in our house at the moment is on quite a lot. We've got a little baby. Um, she is sick a lot. <laughs> she poos everywhere. Um, and so we're always cleaning uh, various bits and pieces. Um, they're rated about three kilowatts. Uh, and if you can imagine why, it's basically it's warm air being produced and it's a spinning motor. How long did it work for to get the clothes? Yeah. Do you still air dry the last bit of it? Or? Not really. No. No, not, you fully... not in this weather. Not when it's cold. You don't have outside. a canopy, no. No, because um, actually, you put it outside now. It sort of comes in feeling a bit damp, to be honest. So uh, no, we we use the tumble dryer a lot, and um, they're again extremely. How, how long is it on for? It depends how many clothes are in there. To be honest, it depends what type of clothes you have in. Half there. an hour. Yeah, it can be half an hour, hour. Um, wow. Yeah, no, no, they really are expensive to run, and they and we so we had my smart meter installed the other day. Um, and uh, did you document it? <laughs> did I? Um, no, not really. Okay. Uh, Disappointing. But they are well met. I can't tell you they are exciting. Bits I thought it was going to be a personal blog. It's like no, I was going to, but they're just it's pretty boring. Shall I do it? Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. Can do it. Um, anyway, maybe maybe one for future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if you it is genuinely fascinating, but it's quite interesting. If you flick on the tumble dryer and you see this, it just spikes. Um, they, they Can you take a few photos for our blogs? Just for reading. Take some photos. So we can update our... Your personal collection. Yes. <coughs> we'll um, enlighten the readers, viewers and watchers. Uh, so tumble dryers, yeah, you'd expect them to be listeners. high. <laughs> Harry, why are you laughing? <laughs> Um, and they are basically mm-hmm. uh, so if you can avoid using them um, do really yes. the, I think we see a lot of people put all their clothes on um, radiators and they try and hang them up and stuff the The one issue associated with that is that you are producing lots of hot sort of moist air essentially and that will look to condense on any cool surfaces. So if you have external walls that are single single skin brick, or you have single glazed windows or something like that, there is a high chance that that water will condense on those surfaces, and that can lead to damp and all sorts of stuff. Mm. Um, which uh, you know, damp and mold, um, which aggravates sort of respiratory issues. Uh, and it's just not very pleasant. It just doesn't look very nice, yeah. to be honest. Uh, and also, the rate of heat loss through a slightly damp surface um, or damp material is quicker than a dry surface. Yes. So um, that's... Again, one to look out for. Yeah. Okay. Can I go on to the next one? Can I pick one of my favourites? Uh, so, well, look, <laughs> one of my favourites to talk about is uh, the... Well, let's talk about electric heaters. Right, so, so you've got oil field heaters, you've got standard fan assisted heaters, and we could talk, probably talk a little bit about infrared. But uh, you probably so, so if you go to a B and Q or to you know a, a good hardware store and you want to just buy kind of a cheap oil field radiator mm-hmm. or a fan heater, one that you just plug in and it it just you know 
pumps hot air as as you, as, as it goes. It's typically going to be around three three and a half kilowatt rated. So you know you might be thinking on the one hand, so say if you work from home and you've got a central gas heating system and you think, well, actually, you know what, I'm going to just turn the heating off and I'm going to plug in this electric radiator into this one little study that I've got because that's going to be more energy efficient. And we've had lots of questions on that, Harry, and you get them all the time and you just have to obviously point them out to the to the obvious. But just imagine if the price of gas, so I've managed to get a rate that's lower than three pence, so 2.72 pence per kilowatt hour. Blimey. Show off. Versus 15 pence. So that's more than three times. That's okay. that's more than five times cheaper yeah. than electricity. So, and if... So say you're working for eight hours in a day in a study, you've got a three, three and a half kilowatt system. It's going to be incredibly expensive, you know, to heat that room. That is interesting because I, have, so I work on the website, as you both know, uh, and I, I do that. I have a little electric heater and I do it, I turn it on by my feet, but maybe I should put the heating on. I think it depends very oh, much on the see, size James, this, of is, this is why we do these <laughs> video I casts. I think it depends a lot on the size of the space that you're heating, like, um, so my mum's house, for example, old townhouse, Victorian high ceilings, they use all their gas and everything all the time to, to do the heating. But when my grandma is there, she gets stuck in the little room with the heater, with the electric heater no, on, and the they don't want to heat the rest of the house. But if, but if you've got one heater and it's costing, you know, as you say... £4.50 a day. £4.50 a day to heat, you may as well heat the whole house with gas... And ideally, you have heating controls on your radiator so you don't have to heat all the rooms. Mm -hmm. And then actually, it's cheaper. I think if you use your gas system efficiently, then yes. Oh, but I think it also it, it depends at on 18 the size of the property. On the... At 19 degrees. Hmm? Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are just, just one person, you've got a giant house and you just one person poodling around, maybe moving around a bit and just want to literally heat you. Well then, so it depends if you're moving around. Because mm -hmm. if, if you're staying still, then the best bet is to get heating controls on your radiators. Mm -hmm. So TRVs, thermostatic radiator valves. Turn them all off except the room you're in and then turn on your boiler. Mm -hmm. Have you seen all the like smart radiator valves? I really want them. So I'm waiting for... So you, you know Google mm -hmm. just bought Nest. Uh -huh. Yeah, so the Nest thermostat and all that sort of stuff. I'm thinking they're going to bring out little clever radiator valve soon it would be nice because the smart ones now are really expensive yes yes and, and we've seen this and some some companies have already got the smart radiator valves who's uh, honeywell yes honeywell they do some honeywell evo home yes if you get that kit set up like i think it's astronomically expensive to install but it is seriously clever mm -hmm. um they they've got really good Electric, but I think I think if you've got if you've got um, TRVs already, it's relatively straightforward to retrofit. Yeah, but if you haven't, then yeah, it's probably it becomes expensive. But no, I think that's a very interesting one. Yes. Um, so what you need to do is have a look when you buy your electrical heating device, whatever that is. Uh, you need to have a look at the rating of it and um, just work it out. Now I think the only thing about heating, and I think it's the same thing when we were talking about the immersion. You mentioned it very briefly, but there's sort of thermostatic control, right? So if I turn on my, let's just go back to the hot water tank example. So I have a hot water tank and I have a, this essentially kettle um, unit, this kettle immersion unit that gets really hot with electricity and that heats the water. If I left that on for 24 hours, it's very unlikely that that 
immersion unit would be on for 24 hours because there is a thermostat built in. It won't just keep heating the water. It doesn't want the water to get to 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously it'll never get to 100 degrees in a hot water tank because that'd be too hot to come out of the taps. However, it will, you know, heat the water to, say, 55 degrees and then it would turn off. And then it's got a thermostat built in which wouldn't allow it to run the whole time. Um, so it's the same thing with heating systems. Typically, they will run, and even when you go and buy like a cheaply electric thing from B&Q, as soon as it's been on and the room gets to a certain temperature that you normally control, it will turn off the heater. And then when the temperature of that room drops again, it'll turn on the heating, and then it'll go, you know, a sort of feedback loop to try and keep the room at that temperature. And that means that, yes, if it was running for three hours and was three kilowatt rating, it would cost you 45p. Actually, it might only be on for half that time. Mm-hmm. And so it might cost you 25p or 22 or whatever Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so anyway. But I would, um, just going back to that, so if, if gas is relatively cheap now in comparison to electricity, uh, it's, it's worth keeping the heating on the rest of the house just because over... Over the year, when you keep your windows open, normally in the warmer months, you tend to accumulate um, moisture, mm-hmm. and then by having a heating season, that dries it, dries it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Um, right. Next. Oh, one. sorry. Just going to say, and then so what you should have is you should have an infrared panel next to you if you're going to do that. Yeah. Because they'll be 500 watt rated. So, so again, they, so they will be. But a couple of things about the infrared is. They need to be um, so to have infrared to to operate and be producing infrared. They have to get up to a certain temperature, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas a a little electric heater that's fan powered, I press it and it turns on. It throws out hot air straight away. Infrared has to get to that temperature to be emitting infrared. Yeah, the surface has to get to that temperature. So you you have got an issue there that. For the time that it's not up to temperature... 45 seconds. It doesn't take 45 seconds on an infrared heating panel. You'll feel a bit of heat. Yeah, so... To be emitting if infrared, you've got to buy your feet. surface has to be like 70 degrees. So if you're working in your study, you just need it with feet, yeah? Yeah. And then next to your feet. Yeah, but it's not going to take 45 seconds to heat up. Whereas a little fan heater, I would feel the warmth genuinely in five seconds. Okay, turn it on. Turn it on. Turn it on. Go and make a cup of I tea. I disagree. I think it's probably. Turn it on, I think it's me. maybe not forty-five seconds. Maybe about two minutes. Maybe ten minutes. Two. Well, make a cup and, of tea, and James. Come back, and then it's, it's firing, <laughs> firing infrared at you. Okay, all right, fine. I'll, I'll sit down. And shut up. <laughs> Go on. What's the next one? Um, so kettles, right? This is everyone, not everyone, but most people have kettles in their homes, um, and they aren't on you know for very long they maybe take three or four minutes to boil the issue is that very much like your immersion element on your hot water tank they are proper energy guzzlers so they will use a huge amount of electricity to get the water up to boiling point <coughs> now uh, how many cups of tea do you have plenty how many in cups of tea office, do you make james in the office i don't make too much tea but i like drinking tea so willing volunteers for example, Harry <laughs> always makes do with a smile on her face. So, do we say half a dozen cups of tea a day? I, I is that reasonable? Is that reason? Is quite high. Is that a reasonable number? Yeah, I drink a lot of caffeine. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I do. However, my my point goes that um, so if your kettle is rated at you know two or three kilowatts, 
it's really it's not going to use very much electricity. But if I fill the kettle right up and I'm only making one cup of tea with that, that's just a complete waste. Because unless you're having a cup of tea every fifteen twenty minutes. No, because the kettle, the water will cool down. Not not that not in fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, but fill up as much as you need. So we used to do a thing when we um, a long time ago. We used to work with Eco Kettle and we used to sell them. And basically, they had two chambers. So you had um, you had the outer chamber that you filled up with all the water, and then you pressed a button in it. Put and people can watch it as well. There's a video on this. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't think you can get them anymore. They can. No, they you can't buy them. But it puts water into a separate chamber, and then you can just boil that much water. Mm-hmm. So if I want two cups, I press this thing, and it fills up this inner chamber, and that's what it boils. It's actually genius mm. because the amount of times I'll so I wake up in the morning, go downstairs, hit the kettle. Don't ever obviously look in there, but although I should because I preach this stuff. Obviously, do as I preach. Um, the it will boil all that water, and actually, I may only be having one cup of tea out of it. So I don't need to do that, and that is what becomes expensive. You know, um, t- you were going to say something. You know, I love an anecdote about my grandmother. Well, she mm-hmm. um, she has a, a kettle that she recently found out was broken. Turns out it's been broken about a year, but she hasn't filled it high enough <laughs> to realise that it leaks because she will only ever boil enough for one cup of. See, what she's very wise. Yes, when my aunt filled it up to the top, she was very cross. <laughs> yes, she would be. But that's, but no, that's very wise. So I would say, I've got a slightly different... So maybe in, in, the, in the domestic environment, as you've said there, you're absolutely right there. So if you, you, you should always... Because there's, there's a... How do you say? The frequency between your cups of tea are going to be probably an hour and a bit. So if you overfill it, the kettle will cool down. But I would say in an office environment, in an office environment where you've got, say, a two-litre kettle, particularly in the mornings... It's worth, and this is my, my view, seeing, you're, seeing, you're a team player. seeing how, how the team, you know, and their uh, team making habits, uh, fill up two litres worth. So that's going to be mm-hmm. more than half a dozen cups of tea. Boil it, make your cup of tea. Then in two minutes time, someone else is going to come, flick the switch on. It will only work for another five to 10 seconds. But it, but it would still be more efficient. Be more As opposed efficient to going from cold. But there's been some heat loss there. So it'd be more efficient to fill up your cup of tea, boil your cup, and then... But I think just with a frequency... No, I mean, that's, that's because you're a nice person. <laughs> yeah. But if, but if we're talking energy saving... I like to see what other people think. In an office environment, I think you can fill it up to the top, and then... Because I've seen people's tea-making also, habits. You've never made a cup of tea in your life. So, not the Nick fun. made me a cup of tea once. There you go. How do you even come out with these things? I just guesswork. I just follow the. What is this hot water? Ooh. No, but I, f- I follow the tea making habits. You know of how to the... make a cup of tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gonna make one after this, Nick? Absolutely. <laughs> when health anyway, well, I mean, I like to see what people think, you know, about what I've said in an office environment. Um. Right, and then the the last uh, things because we're sort of running out of time. Um, and this is well, actually, we're going to do two more. So we're going to do lighting which we'll touch on now, and then we're going to do um, standby. But light, So let's start with lighting. So lighting is one of those things. You can either get it really, really right or really, really wrong, depending what lights you have in your house. Mm-hmm. So the new type of lights that everyone is talking about and installs now are LEDs. They're, um, yep. they're basically really low energy saving. And the reason is, is because a traditional light bulb, an incandescent light bulb, it gets really hot and it gets so hot it glows orange or white mm-hmm. if you look at it. That is that is when the light's given off. So it's sort of 90%, you know, electricity gets turned into 90% heat and 10% light. With an LED, that ratio is flipped. 
flipped around on its head. So it's yep. you produce ninety percent light, ten percent heat. So it's obviously much more efficient at making light. So if a fifty watt incandescent bulb is replaced with an LED, we're talking five watts, right? So you're saving about ninety percent of the electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, in your house, don't wait for bulbs to blow before moving to LEDs, right? Because you are literally saving the second it goes in you are saving a substantial amount of electricity. And especially now, it's getting dark at four-ish. Yeah, get it. I mean, it's, I'm looking out the window now with, what, 3.30? It is dark already. So everyone is using lights a lot more during this time of year. Make sure you swap to LED. And that goes for Christmas lights too. Christmas yes. lights, LED. Yeah. I think I might, yeah. I think that they were... Well, they're about 10 years old. I think they were LED. Well, the, they other, are the, other, the other benefit of lights now is they're, I think they're wired in parallel. I think, I mean, this is GCSE physics, can't remember this, but if they're, so if they're old lights that you put on trees, if one of the bulbs blew, oh, God, you have to go through and go. try and find so out which one it is. Blue. Whereas now, if one goes, in theory, it shouldn't matter. All the lights should be on. But I think that's, um, you know, we, we've done lighting, I think, previously, and I know we're, we're going to touch on it again going forward, so I'm not going to dwell on it. Um, but the lighting the lighting thing is a really important thing to get right, and we've got a, a whole load of it, I was going to use the word plethora there, but a whole load of information on the Green Age mm-hmm. website about low-energy lighting. And not just for the home, James. Uh, I'd say it makes an even bigger impact in, a, in an office environment. Because we've seen that on the energy ratings for for mm-hmm. buildings, so um, if you're a if you're a business looking to uh, cut your carbon footprint, which is a great novel thing to do, but also motivated by energy savings, and definitely you know look at your lighting strategy. And the and I think the the other thing, just working in the home environment, the other thing worth mentioning is that you can buy a low energy version of essentially every light under the sun. So some people really like the kind of old-fashioned incandescence where you can see, they're not really, really bright. You can see the, um, the filament mm. and it sort of comes an orange colour. Yes. And you can buy them with LED in there. Now, LED yes, I've, yeah, they, they, yeah, look, so they look very smart, know, yeah. They look nice and they're running at lower and lower energy. The, the one thing that is worth mentioning is that with LEDs, you get different light temperatures, which sounds a bit What's your a weird thing. Um, well, it's, it's kind of the colour of the light or how yellow it is. Um, Which one are you comfortable with? So I like a warm light. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just have a look on the bulbs. They tend to be warm or uh, white light. What are the white light calls? They're Natural? Cool. No, there's... Bright light. Bright light. No, there's white. Uh, cold. Cool. Cool, cool, yeah. Cool white. Cool, natural and... So it's cool yeah. white, which is like a bluey colour. Yeah. It's quite sort of hospital-like. Or and dentist. And then they have... Or a dentist, and yeah. then they have the um, the warmer light, which is a yellow, and I prefer that because it's more kind of homely. Or you can have the jazzy color changing one. Or you can have jazzy. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of the companies now, like Philips, uh, are bringing out their Philips Hue system, or they've been bought out a few years now, and they allow you to control lighting through your phone. So if you forget to turn lights off when you leave, it's automatically linked to your Wi-Fi, so it'll just turn lights off when you leave the house, that sort of thing. So there are some quite clever developments. Um, the last thing uh, is standby mm-hmm. right so standby used to be everyone used to assume and I think there were some sort of false rumours going about that standby was costing you hundreds of pounds costing you hundreds of pounds and it really doesn't now mm-hmm. so it costs you a very little amount um, on new appliances 
if you have old TVs, which people don't really tend to have anymore, then yes, sitting in standby does use a bit of power. But now things sitting in standby use very little energy. You say that. I mean, there's some people, you know, if they want to make use of the saving on the um, TV license, you know, if you've got a black and white TV, you pay a fraction of the cost. <laughs> so you never know, James. No, I, I don't, but just saying. No, I, I mean, that's a fair point. It's one that I hadn't thought about, mate, but thank you. <laughs> then, then, you then you see he's got two tariffs. So it asks you the declaration. Have you got a black and white TV? Have you got... Mm. I wonder how many people are, are going for the black and white tariff. And Not, how they can tell. Not many, I imagine. Um, okay, so, uh, so yes, basically, if you're leaving stuff in standby, don't worry would be my advice. If it's an appliance bought in the last five years, you're, you're all set. Computers, phone chargers, sorry, phones and stuff like that, that's on really low low, yeah, low power about, settings. So if, if an emergency watts. is 3,000 watts, yeah, or three kilowatts, a phone charger is like two and a half or five watts or 10 watts. I mean, it, it's so little energy. You'd have to, I've got a question. Can you do the maths here? Go on. If something is, to, so if a phone charger is 10 watts, mm-hmm. how, and it was on uh, for an hour a day, how much would it cost me to run for a year? Okay, so it's, is it 1.5? No, for a, for a whole day, yeah? They're charging all day? Or? Charging, charging for an hour, yeah, all, all day. Uh, uh, You've put me in a massive spot. What's the, what's the rating on the phone? 10, 10 watts. 10 watts, so... Uh, 0.01 <laughs> uh, that's 100 so uh, let's do it I'm excited I mean times you can't see what's going on here but Nick is furiously typing numbers on his laptop um, I think we might have an answer no hold on so that's if it's on for an hour a day yeah that's fine. so it's 5 pence if it's for an hour a day yeah charging yeah 5 pence yeah for the whole year, yes. For an hour a day, just yes. five pence. I think you've got the maths wrong. But anyway, it's not very much. If it's five pence, no way. It's not a lot. So ten watts, yeah. So it's point zero zero one yeah. of a kilowatt, yeah. yeah. Times by point zero zero one, yeah. So point zero zero one, yeah. Yeah. Times by point one five pence. Pounds, yeah. yeah. I've got 54 pence as my answer. 55 Times pence. 3, 6, 5 is 5 pence. So not very much at all. No. <laughs> okay, fine, well, there we are. But That's is it, it 10 watts? What, 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 what's the... Ten, let's, yeah. let's move on, let's move on. I think live mass is a risky one to do. Mm. Maybe we should prepare <laughs> these podcasts. Uh, okay, last... Effort. So... Th- are you happy? Are we going to talk about what any more energy does us, or is that it? I'm I would say one thing. I would, one small thing I would say is I know a lot of people have uh, that kind of double oven situation where you have a Ooh, big one and a yes. small one up top, Especially which does grilling and everything mm, too. Mm. And then, but quite often people only use that top one for the grilling and use the main one for ovening anything. Um, whereas quite often the middle one, uh, you can you can just use that if you're not cooking something huge. But sometimes you need a double one. So you got yeah, the, if you got the extended the time, family yeah. over, haven't you? Exactly, lots of vegetables. So you might be on a six kilowatts for Christmas Day. Okay, right, that's good, good. I think let's move on. Uh, I don't think it was... So I was looking at the news. Uh, Nothing's in the news in terms of energy environment this week. 
No, what's the focus? Hmm? <laughs> There's an election going on, but in, in all in all truth and seriousness, there hasn't been really much in the last seven days. Right. Um, and, to, and, and also... Since the climate debate. Since the climate debate, yeah, and... Um, uh, and, and even, so what's even Greta? Is it Greta Thunberg? Thunberg. It, yeah. Oh, that was on. Yeah. Dancing with her phone. Are you going to make us YouTube this on? <laughs> uh, so, so but um, it is getting it is getting colder and colder. So uh, yeah, just uh, wrap up warm if you go outside. Keep an it. eye on your neighbours. Yeah, all my neighbours. I'll keep an eye on you guys. Thanks. Um, but I think that's it for this week. So it's been yes. a bit of a strange finish, this, but I'm very conscious we've run out of time. Well, we might do one more before Christmas, right? Squeeze on. I've got another Christmas jumper show off. Yes. Um, so, uh, but anyway, listen, thank you for listening. Um, and hopefully you'll tune in next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.